You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Folks, it's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380. Remember, 99.9 FM. And you can always listen online at DePietro.com. Time for our legal segment with me. One of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He is Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off with the uh, situation that is really uh, bordering on out of control in Minneapolis. Uh, I thought it was rather unusual. The day after this uh, murder of this man, George, well, the man, George Floyd, was was died, was killed or died, I should say, in police custody. I want to be careful of the words. Uh, no one's been convicted of anything yet. Uh, but uh, what I thought was unusual was that not only were they immediately fired, but um, the mayor is the one really leading the uh, the charge here. It's normally um, a lot of this stuff seems to you know be delayed by the police police bill of rights and. And uh, it can go on for quite some time. But um, things seem to be moving very rapidly in Minneapolis. Yes, it's moving very rapidly. This is just a revolting, heartbreaking story when you see the videos. Um, We don't know if there's any more video, which might somehow, I'm not expecting it to to materialize, but somehow uh, giving the officers in question some justification for doing what they did. It appears there is none. And I doubt there will be any, but um, yeah, the mayor's out front inflaming this situation. Um, the officers in question have been terminated. Um, certain um, as police officers, I'm sure they've got something similar to our um, police officers' bill of rights. There'll be an internal hearing to determine whether or not their termination was appropriate. Um, this, to me, looks like, based upon what the cop did who was kneeling on uh, Mr. Floyd's neck, could be manslaughter, could be second-degree murder, uh, could really be second-degree murder. Um, it would have to go before a grand jury. It's going to take time. Uh, you've got protesters saying they should be in jail now, these cops. They should have been arrested. They should have been charged. And... You know, that's, a, that's an emotional, understandably emotional response to this, but it's not how the system plays out. Um, there has to be due diligence in terms of the investigation that the police perform. There may be a contemporaneous FBI investigation if there's any federal charges which could stem from this, such as, you know, if this is considered a hate crime for some reason. Um, they've got to look into the background of these four officers, especially the the cop that was kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck. What's his background? What's his history? What's his social media? Has he ever been um, suspended um, or in any way uh, chastised regarding his years as a uh, Minneapolis police officer? There's a lot of material that has to be sifted through. 
Um, these cops aren't going anywhere. Um, the, the justice system sometimes moves slowly, but I'm, I'm certain that in due course, they'll be charged as appropriate and the matter will proceed through the system. Um, the community nationally, um, different segments of the population, it's, it's a cross section, are justifiably um, upset, emotional, outraged, um, and the protests are appropriate. Um, the looting, I, I never quite understand why these tragedies seem to be the green light to start looting and burning down businesses and flipping over police cars. Um, that's not a proportional response to what happened here. Um, I think that those types of activities cheapen the legitimate outrage, which should be expressed nationally for the conduct of these officers. Agreed. Tim, let's um, just touch on the, the video. It's, it's so uncomfortable and, and uh, I, I've just never seen anything like it. You know, I think we've, you've certainly seen and we've seen different uh, videos of whatever you want to call it, police brutality or some kind of resisting arrest. But I mean, the guy is literally laying on the ground. He's handcuffed. He, he is saying, I can't breathe. And, and, and the officer has been identified now as uh, Derek Chauvin. And, and basically, he, he's just not moving. His entire knee is pressed on this man Floyd's neck. It's, um, I, I've just never, and it goes on for so long. I've just, I mean, can you recall ever seeing anything this, just so out of the norm of, I, I don't know what kind of, the, the, that's certainly not police training that was enacted there. No, no, this was, this was hideous. Um, and the, the officer seems blasé about it. He's yeah. just kind of, he seems blasé. And I, I haven't been able to really hear the video of the entire uh, it, interaction between Floyd and this cop. But, you know, I can hear Floyd saying, I'm, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Allegedly, the cop says, well, you're talking, so you're breathing. And, you know, some cavalier response like that, which just inflames the situation. Um, by the way, on the legal side, it seems to me that this gentleman's family is going to have a wrongful death lawsuit against the police department for sure, um, potentially against the state of Minnesota. Um, these officers, it's going to be a question of what's their training? Um, what have they been taught? Was this type of takedown and using a knee to press on somebody's carotid artery is that something which was ever contemplated to be done? Um, should this cop have been terminated years ago? Uh, has he had other interactions with uh, individuals he's arrested? You know, there's bad cops out there. We know this to be true. And it's unfortunate that these bad cops, you know, uh, besmirch the whole system. So there's going to be a lot of investigating done. But in terms of what occurs to Floyd's family, there's going to be an enormous um, financial settlement, which doesn't bring the gentleman back, but his family is going to receive an enormous payout. This thing is so high profile. It's so hot right now. Um, and the attorney who is representing the family has made a career and a very successful career of um, representing typically minority victims of um, what is perceived to be or truly is police brutality and um, obtains very handsome settlements for his clients. He does a very good job. Tim, just, you know, what, what rights do the police have as far as use of force and what, why, why didn't they just put him in the car? He did not seem to be resisting arrest. Um, I was able to look a little online because it's such a, a curiosity right now. Yeah. Uh, and the Minnesota um, police use of force policy is governed by the police department. And there's also state statutes which have been promulgated in uh, the state of Minnesota. And nothing that this officer did is anywhere near the protocols which are supposed to be used. There's lots of protocols about when you can use takedown type force, when is it appropriate, how far can you go. Um, this gentleman doesn't appear to have been fleeing. He doesn't appear to have been armed. He doesn't appear to have been resisting arrest. This whole stop of this guy was he was a suspect of passing um, 
counterfeit money at a convenience store, not a crime of violence. Nothing in this entire transaction really would have, would have justified any use of force. They cuffed the guy. They should have just put him in the cruiser and taken yeah. him to the station. It's, it's inconceivable why this cop did this. It, it's, it's inexplicable why he would have done this for eight minutes and why the other three officers Just wouldn't have said, there. hey, hey, yeah, enough. enough of this. Come on, stop it. Yeah. There was no move to intercede. There was no move to assist this um, Mr. Floyd. Um, what were these three thinking about? Allegedly, they were concerned about crowd control because this event um, certainly created quite a crowd. There were people in the crowd screaming at these cops or this particular guy, get off his neck. Stop. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop it. Right. And this cop with whatever arrogance or hubris or mental instability, whatever the heck was going on in his head, he had to know that he was going to be videoed. I mean, everything is video. You can't do anything like this these days. Right. Because everyone's got a smartphone and everyone's hitting the record button. I'm sure over the course of time, there will be other videos of this same event, which are going to be popping up. I can't believe only one person in the crowd saw fit to video this. Mm. Uh, folks, coming up, we are going to talk about uh, President Trump taking on Twitter. Also, uh, Hockey legend Rhode Island Gordy Ernst finds himself in the news again. That and also whether or not um, from the uh, terrible killing from 20 years ago, one of the gunmen, the actual gunman wants to get out. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station, Trailer Pickup and Delivery, 24-Hour Mobile Service, ABS Repairs, Brakes, Doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, M-E-G-A, Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They're here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work. Uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company, MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. Folks, it's John DePietro. With us is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's uh, pivot to President Trump. Um, he, he has used Twitter very effectively and in some ways has, has almost made the platform. But he, uh, for a long time, people have questioned some of the things he put out on different tweets. But this went to a different level where there was a staffer of Joe Scarborough. He was not there. She apparently had an underlying condition um, and then hit her head and died in the office. And the president just decided to, to put that on Twitter. And then people started questioning some of the mail ballot things he was putting. And Twitter did something very... Um, something 
the family of the woman that uh, died that worked for Joe Scarborough, they reached out to Twitter and asked them to delete the president's tweets. And then also, but what Twitter did was they started putting footnotes when the president was putting things about the, um, the mail ballots. So President Trump now is very upset about it. He says he's going to go back against Twitter and social media in uh, general. But if you could break out some of the legal elements of this uh, very high-profile battle. It's a, it's a very complicated battle. Um, the president has really made his bones by using Twitter. It's been one of his most effective weapons to use to try to get his message out and f- literally force the media to talk about his, his tweets, for better or for worse. Sometimes he's very effective. Sometimes he's an embarrassment. I think that what he did regarding the Joe Scarborough story was ill-considered, ill-advised, and um, somebody's got to rein him in at times. Um, I guess if you like Trump, you take the good with the bad. If you don't like Trump, you think it's all bad. But as far as Twitter goes, and the president saying, this is a limitation on my rights to free speech, and I'm going to do something about it as president, I, th- I think he's wrong. I don't think he can really say my free speech is being affected. Right now, Twitter is a private company. Within reason, they have a right to control what is disseminated on their platform. So they have a right. And I believe when you get your Twitter account, you acknowledge that they have a right to, to shut you down or cut you off, however they terminate your ability to utilize Twitter. Typically, and again, I'm no Twitter expert, if you put out a tweet which is clearly a lie, contains misinformation, um, or is otherwise outrageous, Twitter can say to you, take that off. If you don't take it down, we're going to suspend your account. And typically, that's the solution. If you want to make a stand, I'm not taking it down, well, you could get cut off. If you take it down, then you can continue to use Twitter. Now, when Twitter says we're going to start um, cataloging and classifying what the president or other political figures says um, is a very disturbing development. Twitter does not have a monopoly on this social media platform, but they have pretty close to a monopoly. They are the... um, resource of choice where people are posting things of this nature. Yep. And what's happening is, uh, let's call them opponents of the president, the mainstream media, um, Silicon Valley, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. The new mantra is to label things as misinformation. So Twitter, Facebook says, we can't, we can't have misinformation on our platform. So if, it's, if they consider it misinformation, they tag it as misinformation or say you must take this down. Now, they've singled out a tweet by the president who says mail-in ballots are cause for lots of um, election shenanigans, fraud, abuse. And Twitter tags this thing saying there's no evidence that there's any mail fraud. Uh, ballot fraud, mail-in ballot fraud. And I think Twitter's response is an incorrect statement of reality. We know locally, we know for sure nationally, state by state, you can go around the states, there's lots of mail ballot fraud, and every state has a different system. So when the president says this is a problem, and Twitter says this is misinformation, there's no evidence to support it, Well, yes, there is. There's lots of information to support it. But if they're going to start tagging what the president says as misinformation and singling him out, and if they're not doing the same for all politicians, I'm not sure what recourse uh, the president or anyone else has because Twitter's a private business, Uh, much like with any private company. if If you're working for me, you are not free to expound your political views or your views on society or anything else or use any language you want. And if I say, listen, if you keep doing that, you're going to be fired. And you say to me, you can't do that. I've got free speech protection. Well, you do in the world, you do in public, but 
in an employment situation or in a private business situation, you don't. You're not free to say anything you want, anytime you want. And that's essentially the position Twitter's taking. We're a business. We have a right to control our content. Um, I don't think they're doing it in an even-handed manner. Um, I think they're kind of playing into the president's hand. But whether you love the president or loathe the president, this um, identification as things being, quote, unquote, misinformation by Twitter or by Facebook or anybody else is extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. They should not be the interpreter of what's said. They should not be the arbiter of what's truth, what's not truth, what's believable, what's not believable. To the extent this is a private business in a private enterprise, one would hope that enough people would say, you know what, I'm deleting my Twitter account. This is ridiculous. If, if they're into thought control and speech control, and they're going to start censoring information that I can receive, like, like we live in China or something, I don't want to be part of it. So one would hope that you know, um, supply and demand would dictate that if enough people say we're out of this Twitter, you know, Twitter universe, that might real Twitter in. But legally, I don't think the president can do anything about mm. this. You know, Tim, they've also just opened up a dangerous situation because many times, you know, there's a difference between uh, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to the news. You know, if someone posts and a lot of times things I, I'm just I don't want to go into different what ifs, but I, I just like the Jesse Smollett, uh, if, if they if Twitter decided we don't have the facts on that yet and started deleting tweets or putting things like that. Sometimes stories come out and people have information that hasn't been made available to the public yet. So it, it's not it's not wrong. I mean, there is a difference. But what the president was putting about the mail ballots and Joe Scarborough, but it's um, many times. And, and I know the president's going to re refer to the whole situation with the dossier and the Russian hoax. And none of that was you know, proven to be true yet. It was all put out there. Um, I agree with you. I, I think this was a huge misstep by Twitter. And, you know, let's let's take the president's opponent, Joe Biden. Joe Biden says, when I was dealing with Ukraine um, and, you know, leveraging the prosecutor who was looking into my son's case to um, resign or Ukraine was not going to get X amount of financial aid from the U.S. Um, and Biden says, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, would Twitter say? That's an unproven allegation, which is being investigated. There's the suspicion of you know, undue influence and um, you know, abuse of his position as vice president. I'm not saying that's true or not, but Twitter is not labeling the, the, the bold-faced denial as misinformation. When, when Joe Biden says, I didn't sexually assault that um, former staffer, Twitter doesn't say, well, that's an unproven allegation. Right. That's still being investigated. I mean, they could start commenting on every Twitter post by every politician mm -hmm. and just editorializing. Um, and whether it's true or not or misinformation or not is Twitter's opinion. I think Twitter, if they didn't do it, I think they would have been more within their rights to make some comment about the Joe Scarborough thing, which I think was just wacky for the president to talk yeah. about. But I think Twitter was way off base and basically saying there's nothing to uh, mail ballot fraud and mail ballot abuse, because I think every common citizen knows that there's lots of shenanigans with mail and ballots. Folks, coming up, we're going to talk to Tim Dodd about um, potentially uh, Judge Flanders uh, certainly hinting that maybe some kind of a lawsuit regarding the church's reopening. Also, uh, some other local Rhode Island stories. It's all ahead as we continue with Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court 
Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property with Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Softwash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal. Since 2006, and also 24-7 emergency service available, call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028. 439-6028, whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028. 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. Folks, with us is Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's talk about, um, yesterday I was at the governor's briefing, and I did ask uh, Governor Amundo 
that Judge Bob Flanders is uh, seemingly hinting that a possible lawsuit at the state regarding the closure of the churches and then even the reopening of them, where it's only at 25 percent, I guess in Massachusetts, it's at 40 percent restaurants. They may move to 50 percent and um, and they don't have it yet. But he certainly seems to be uh, presenting an argument that somehow that there could be a a lawsuit out of this. I did ask the governor and she kind of laid out in some ways her version of why it would not be. And um, such as, you know, we've never stopped people from worshiping and we haven't stopped anyone from doing that. People have been able to pray online or watch television and so forth. What are your thoughts about the argument that Judge Flanders is making? Well, Judge Flanders has not filed suit no. yet. He's sent the governor a letter saying, you know, it's, our, it's the position of his group that the governor must change her position. And if she does not, Um, A lawsuit will be filed and allege, amongst other things, that her conduct is unconstitutional, that it exceeds the scopes that she has statutorily under any emergency um, powers that she has in the event of a health care crisis, and um, that it's not rational or based on science. And that's the most important thing. You know, all these politicians around the country say we're doing what we do based upon science. Science informs every decision. Well, okay, then what's the science that, and you've heard this all over the media, what's the science that lets uh, Home Depot be open, but um, your local, you know, um, haberdashery outlet can't be open? Uh, what's the what's the scientific basis for letting people shop in liquor stores, but not, sh- you know, do other types of things? What's the rational basis for saying, OK, now we can have 50 percent capacity in restaurants, but only 25 percent capacity in churches? If all the inside businesses are treated similarly, I, I think the governor might get away with it. But if she's saying restaurants 50% indoors, churches only 25% indoor. What's the scientific basis? What's the statutory basis that she's relying on to differentiate between people's right to go to their house of worship versus going to a restaurant versus going to Lowe's versus going to Whole Foods? It makes no sense. Um, Thus, it becomes something which I believe is arguably unconstitutional, and it's not a rational relationship to her emergency powers, which we all recognize she has. Um, It appears to me that the emergency, quote unquote, which was to, again, stop the spike in cases going into emergency rooms with this COVID, that's more or less mission accomplished as we sit here today. We could have a resurgence, but right now it's mission accomplished. So, why can churches only have 25% capacity? It makes no sense. So if the, if the governor doesn't back off, I think uh, Judge Flanders has a winner should he choose to proceed to bring a cause of action in superior court. He, he, what he needs is a plaintiff. Does it matter that uh, on Friday, President Trump said, I want all churches open. I supersede the governors. I asked Governor Amund about that. She said, nope, we're not open until, uh, you know, coming up this Sunday. And then Bishop Tobin seemingly had an opening, but he said, no, we're going to wait until, you know, the 30th, uh, you know, which is going to be this weekend coming up that we're going to open up the churches. Does it matter that the Flanders suit could be different than what the church church's position was? Well, if if Flanders has a plaintiff, one or more plaintiffs, then the plaintiff can file a cause of action independently of any church leadership. If the if the allegation in the lawsuit is that the governor has exceeded her authority and that her conduct is unconstitutional and not scientifically supported. A couple of maybe it was in Sunday's paper a couple of days ago, there was a splashy front page article identifying lots of religious leaders who said, oh, it's too soon to open. Well, good for them. That's their opinion. And if they they don't want to reopen their particular house of worship, and if their congregants don't want to go because they're afraid, uh, let the people decide whether they're willing to go back to church or not. Church being church, synagogue, mosque, whatever you want to, whatever your preference is. 
um, I think the public is smart enough to decide. The governor made a lot in her news conference yesterday, and it's been repeated over and over. Rhode Island's doing so well, largely because she says she trusts Rhode Islanders. Well, I don't think she trusts Rhode Islanders that much if she's not willing to tr- let people go to their house of worship in the same way she's letting them go to liquor stores or restaurants. Yeah. It, it's, it's incongruous. Folks, it's Sean DePietro with us as attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, let's touch on, he's been out of the news, but uh, things have not gone in a better direction for former Rhode Island hockey great Gordy Ernst. Uh, people may remember, this is going back to, it was last March, where, uh, where the Varsity Blues case blew open, uh, people were paying parents, people playing, pleading, pleading guilty, uh, paying bribes, these high profile schools and universities gets their kids in Laurie, Laurie Laughlin. And one of the people that's still out there is uh, Gordy Ernst, who uh, was the coach at Georgetown at the time, then ended up at URI. But now new allegations have come out against him and uh, they are not working in his favor. No, not at all. Um, Gordy Ernst, um, has been off the radar screen. You're right. But like many cases, especially with cases involving the feds, you know, you, you get the small fish, they flip on the little bit bigger fish and you move up the food chain till you get to the big players. And I think that's um, representative of what happened with Felicity Huffman. And then a little bit more of a penalty for Lori Laughlin, a bit more of a penalty for her husband now we've just had a plea from a guy named Robert Rapella from Pennsylvania who has acknowledged that he paid $50,000 through Rick Singer uh, to ensure that his daughter would get into Georgetown purportedly playing tennis, uh, where Gordon Ernst at the time was the tennis coach. Now, Rapella, in exchange for his guilty plea, he's going to catch 10 months in prison. So that's the largest sentence we've heard wow. of. You know, Huffman was, what, a couple of weeks yep. that she didn't even serve. Laughlin's going to get a couple of months. The husband, five months. This guy's catching 10 months, a $40,000 fine, and um, an agreement to cooperate with the government going forward. So this guy, Rapella, um, is certainly going to give the story line, chapter, and verse as to his relationship with Rick Singer. Um, so that is going to dovetail with Gordy Ernst because Rappel is going to say exactly what he did vis-a-vis Ernst. I'm sure he's going to say that Ernst told him how this thing worked. If um, Singer didn't, what Ernst's participation was, how Ernst received his money, communications between Rappel and Ernst as to how to thread the needle uh, through this scheme to ensure that his daughter got into Georgetown. Um, this man now um, pleading guilty and agreeing to cooperate is really bad news for Gordy Ernst. I mean, if Ernst wants to try this case, he's looking at years in prison if he's found guilty. And the longer that he holds out and doesn't come out, come in from the cold and plead to this thing, it becomes more and more difficult for his counsel to cut him a favorable deal because when all the small fish have already uh, pled guilty, there's very few people that Gordy Ernst is going to be able to give up. You know, part of getting a good deal is a cooperation agreement. Many times, if he's one of the last people standing, it's hard to cut a good deal if he pleads and it's going to be really difficult if he goes to trial and it's not successful. So I don't think time's on his side. Mm. Tim, finally, uh, there was the high-profile, horrible uh, execution of Jason Burgess and Amy Shute. It was 20 years ago next month, which was uh, June of 2000. And there were the five of them, and they abducted them downtown Providence. It was a carjacking. They took them to what was still under construction, the Buttonhole Golf Course, right in the Providence-Johnson line. And then apparently this Gregory Floyd, who was he was the owner of the, the gun, he uh, finally, just in front of everyone, uh, horribly executed these two young, innocent people. They, um, there was no trial for them. Uh, I think only one of them went to trial, Gary Day. But anyhow, Gregory Floyd was identified as the gunman. There was no death penalty. Instead, it was supposed to be life in prison plus 10 years. 
Now fast forward. He's 39 years old. He's done 20 years. He was 19 years old at the time. And, uh, and now he's asking for a compassionate relief to be released from the federal facilities in because of the coronavirus. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this, Tim Dodd? I, I, I think he's staying right where he is. Um, he is attempting to get a compassionate release and attempting to ride on the coattails of the First Step Act, which um, President Trump got uh, helped get passed into law back in, I think, 2018, which has assisted many people, hundreds of people from getting out of jail uh, based upon a variety of circumstances, rehabilitation of their life, um, you know, um, contributions to the community, um, questions about their original um, trials or, you know, circumstances of their incarceration. This guy doesn't ring any of, of those bells. Um, he's afraid he might get the coronavirus. And on that basis, he's looking for a compassionate release. It's not like he's got um, liver cancer and he's got two months to live and wants to see his family. He's not making any allegations like that. He's just looking to get out because of this corona. And, you know, there's lots of guys, men and women, I should say, in prison all over the country who are doing life without the possibility of parole they got a lot of time to kill. Why not take a flyer and file a petition? If you're successful, it's a home run. If you're not, no harm, no foul. This guy, when he pled, he pled to life in prison without the possibility of parole plus 10 years. He took that deal to avoid the possibility of facing the death penalty. So his deal was, don't put me to death. And I agree, I stay in prison for the rest of my natural life. Now he wants to take that deal back and say, let me out. I said I'd stay in prison for the rest of my life. Now I'm not willing to do so. Well, it's not a possibility, but you'd like to think that the state could say, well, maybe we can reconsider whether you should get the death penalty. Maybe you should have to go through a trial. That's not going to happen. That shouldn't happen. But this guy also shouldn't get the benefit of a... Um, legislation, the First Step Act, which has helped many deserving people. This subhuman is about the least deserving person I'm aware of who should never, never be given a compassionate release for anything. I mean, I heard some of the media, read some of the media reports about the heartbreak to the family of these two young people who are executed, what they've gone through. Now this has all been dredged back up. They thought they could put this event behind them. I think the Bureau of Prisons did a dreadful, dreadful thing in basically telling these, the families on Friday of a holiday weekend that they had until Tuesday to mm. make their opinions known about wow. this uh, uh, compassionate release um, bid that this guy, I won't even say his name, he's yeah. such a subhuman. Um, I think that was outrageous. I think that should be looked into. How on oh. earth do you take the victims and give them a holiday weekend to weigh in on what should happen to this oh. guy. Um, it just compounds the outrage and the, the dreadful, you know, burden that these two families have to live with uh, while this guy still, you know, lives and breathes. Um, he's not getting out, John. There's no way. There's just no way, no how he's getting out. Let's, it's never going to happen. Let's hope not. Folks, he is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. We'll talk to you again. It's John DePietro. Listen, folks, this is a unique situation, but instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes of old movies, instead, clean up your home, clean up your attic, clean up your basement and your garage. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Call them for a free estimate. They will deliver a dumpster right to your home. Do some spring cleaning. Use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement, from your attic, from your garage. Do some spring cleaning. Use this unique time. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. They'll come to your home. They will drop off a dumpster. You load it up. Tell them whenever it is. Maybe it stays for a week. Maybe it stays for a weekend. Maybe it stays for one day. Call Brothers Disposal today. Free estimate, 401 Six eight eight zero five one seven. Stop watching Netflix. 
do something productive. Finally, clean up your home. Clean out that garage or the attic or the basement. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Free estimate, 401-688-0517. It's Brothers Disposal. And let's get a dumpster in the driveway. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. And it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College, they are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies. They fill Blue Rhino, and they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401 401- 621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And again, right 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop. It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul, S-O-L-E, like the sole of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Soul Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Soul Source Restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike Seepy of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes sole source restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, sole source restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, sole source restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with sole source restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now, but the way I understand it, I've heard it, you're one of only six companies in the entire country 
that have the type of equipment that you have. We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and virocyte that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers. These microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens. You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike Seepy. Soul service restoration, it sounds fine, but I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with soul source restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic, everyone is freaked, we are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com this portion of the john DePietro show is brought to you by lawn doctor call today your best lawn ever guaranteed 401 392 1025 401 392-1025 or online they have a great website lawndoctor.com what do they do well outdoor pest control annual program lawn care service they make great lawns happen lawn doctor at island your lawn care company love your lawn best lawn guaranteed call them today 401-392-1025 free uh consultation and estimate 401 401- 392-1025 Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today, 401 392 1025. Lawn Doctor. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401 321 2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 